You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's always good to have you aboard here. If you don't like that, coming up on the podcast today, I'm going to talk about, again, a really sad incident that did not occur at a Colorado Rockies baseball game on Sunday, but almost turned into World War III. I'm going to give you my thoughts on some of the Hall of Fame inductees from over the weekend in Canton, Ohio. Talk a little bit about what is going on with sports viewing and TV ratings. I've got my Crowd Ultra Q&A and, as always, my rant. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, and remember, they're available to you 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. And again, thank you so much. I continue to get uh, emails. I get messages via social media from people that say thank you for talking about New Works Plumbing. I've used them. They were great, and I love to hear that. So thank you very much for the positive feedback. Thank you to New Works Plumbing. And again, for your plumbing needs and plumbing concerns, just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com boy what a situation on Sunday at the Colorado Miami Marlins baseball game I'm sure you've heard by now right there was a fan sitting behind home plate and he was yelling at the Rockies mascot Dinger but there were those and many that thought he was using the N-word and making a racial slur towards the Marlins' Lewis Brinson. Now, a couple of things here. Number one, there was no reaction from many of the people sitting around this fan pointing at the mascot and using the word Dinger, the mascot's name. Don't you think that if this fan were yelling a racial slur at a player on the field or anyone else in the stands that there would have been a reaction from the fans in that area? Watch the video again. There was no reaction. The reason why there was no reaction is because everyone there knew that the fan was saying dinger. But that's not good enough in 2021 because we are dealing with cancel culture. Let's not investigate. Let's not really see what the hell happened let's rush to judgment and let's ruin an individual's life 
after the game, okay, after the game, this was the statement put out by the Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Although the subject was not identified prior to the end of the game, the Rockies are still investigating the incident. The Rockies have zero tolerance for any form of racism or discrimination, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected and banned from Coors Field. Now, my question. At the end of the first paragraph, it says the Rockies are still investigating this incident. The first sentence says the Colorado Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson. So you're investigating the incident, but you're already calling the fan racist, and you're already talking about your disgust for the racial slur, but you don't really know what happened. That's pretty bad, but it gets worse. Executive Director Tony Clark, Executive Director of the Major League Baseball Players Association. Again, after the game, quote, it is a painful reality that progress continues to be elusive in a world where ignorance and bigotry remain all too commonplace. While many are truly committed to respect and equality for all, the abhorrent racial animus displayed today's highlights that there is still much work to be done. We have to continue to work together to ensure that racism is never tolerated on or off the field. How about that? Can you believe that? That's Tony Clark. Again, did anybody want to spend 15 minutes and find out exactly what the hell happened at the game? No, they didn't. Then it goes on and it gets worse. All right? The Colorado Rockies. Yesterday, came out with a statement after a thorough investigation that included calls, emails, and video clips from concerned fans, media, and broadcast partners. The Colorado Rockies have concluded that the fan was indeed yelling for Rockies mascot Dinger in hopes of getting his attention for a photo and there was never any racial slur that occurred. But that had to that had to undertake a thorough investigation. Thorough investigation. How about that? Then, of course, the Rockies put in the obligatory nonsense bullshit statement at the end that says this. The Rockies remain dedicated to providing an inclusive environment for all fans, players, and guests at Coors Field, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected from Coors Field. You got to be politically correct. You got to say, you know, but don't do it. Hey, you know what? If you're going to call our mascot Dinger by the name, that's fine, but you're running an inclusive environment, and just a reminder, if you use derogatory language of any kind, you'll be ejected from Coors Field. That didn't need to be in that statement. Just apologize, okay? Which you didn't do, by the way. You didn't apologize. I don't see any apology here. I don't see the Rockies who, in the previous statement from the night before, said again, 
The Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Okay? No apology on their, after a thorough investigation. How about this? How about after a thorough investigation, we realized how wrong we were and how much we feel ashamed of our quick rush to judgment. You want to learn how to do an apology? I'll show you how to do an apology, okay? Colorado Rockies, Tony Clark, listen, this is how you conduct yourself when you know that you are out of line and you are wrong. Chris Rose, who was on my podcast last month, formerly of the MLB Network, the NFL Network currently, very well-known sports personality in this country. Chris, after the alleged incident rushed to judgment on his Twitter account and was calling out the fan, talking about he needs to be identified, and he went on and on and on. Well, yesterday, Chris Rose put out an apology. I'll read it word for word. Are you listening, Colorado Rockies? As a father of two, I never told my sons if you make a mistake, but rather when you do, what are you going to do about it? I made a mistake. I jumped to a conclusion about the unidentified fan who allegedly yelled a racial slur during Lewis Brinson's at-bat on Sunday in Denver. The team put out a statement about it. I listened to the clip hundreds of times, and I was wrong with what I heard. For that, I am extremely sorry and obviously rushed to judgment about this incident. So, what can I learn? Number one, even when you're passionate about something, take a step back. Number two, even when a statement has been made, continue to press for the truth before rushing to judgment. Number three, use one and two, continue to be better. So what's next? Understand a few things. First of all, be thankful this incident didn't happen. In addition, I may lose some followers or fans because of what I wrote. Ultimately, that's on me. I would hope we can all learn from mistakes made and continue to grow. This wasn't my first error. It won't be my last one. I will strive to be better as I continue on my journey. Appreciate you reading and understanding. Major props for Chris Rose. A couple of things I want to talk about in his statement. Last paragraph. I hope we can all learn from mistakes made and continue to grow. I read excerpts from Adam Silver's Game 1 press conference of the NBA Finals, and he pretty much said the same thing. Something else I want to address in Chris Rowe's statement. Number one, he said, even when you're passionate about something, take a step back. Number two, even when a statement has been made, continue to press for the truth before rushing to judgment. I've been through this. I know what he's talking about. And it's just an absolute damn shame that this man's life, okay, 
has been put through the ringer over the last 24 to 48 hours for pointing at the Rockies mascot, calling him Dinger, and the Rockies and Tony Clark and so many others were so quick to just absolutely destroy this man's life. Again, I go back to real basic common sense. If there is a hideous act going on at a ballpark, a stadium, whether it's through violence or whether through words, you will see a reaction from people sitting around that individual. When you look at the video, it was calm, like a lake in the morning with no wind. No calm, I mean, no reaction, nobody upset, nobody waving the arms for security, people just sitting there and enjoying the baseball game as this man was yelling, Dinger! Dinger! But no, no. It turns into a major, major, major story, of course, about racism. That's right, racism. That's where we are in America in 2021. And how freaking sad is that? All right, I'm going to move on. I want to talk about a couple of the Hall of Fame speeches that I saw from over the weekend in Canton. I didn't see all of them. I did see Charles Woodson, who I thought was absolutely phenomenal and paying tribute to his mom and his emotion. I thought John Lynch and his speech was absolutely phenomenal. And then there was Peyton Manning. And as I was watching Peyton Manning, and I wasn't watching it live, by the way. I went back and watched it after the fact. I was listening to Peyton Manning, and I was saying to myself, man, wouldn't it be great if Peyton Manning was the commissioner of the National Football League? Doesn't the league need a Peyton Manning? Doesn't the league need the outpouring of love for the game, the understanding of everything associated with the National Football League? And I'm not saying that Roger Goodell does not love the NFL, and I understand that his job is to appease and make money for the 32 owners, but Roger Goodell is a PR nightmare for the National Football League. Wouldn't it be awesome, and I know it's not going to happen, wouldn't it be absolutely incredible if Peyton Manning were the commissioner of the National Football League? I don't know about you, but the league would be a hell of a lot better. Congratulations to all the enshrinees, all of the people that were in Canton over the weekend. It was quite a weekend because of the pandemic. The 2020 class was also inducted, and then yesterday, the class of 2021. I'm going to go back and try to listen to more speeches, but those three really stood out. Charles Woodson, John Lynch, and then, of course, as I mentioned, Peyton Manning. I want to tell you a story about Peyton Manning. You know how come, you know, you like sometimes you see an individual and you've never met them, and you have a perception of how that person is? Well, you know, I've never met Peyton Manning until a couple of years ago. And 
But I always thought, gee, what a great guy, and how much fun would it be to just hang out and talk with him? So I was with Scott Pollard. The Kings were in Indiana playing the Pacers, and it was a Sunday night, and we went to their real famous, the most famous restaurant in Indianapolis is called St. Elmo's. And so we walk in to St. Elmo's, and who's there but Peyton Manning and his offensive line dressed. They had their jackets and ties on. They had just flown back from Houston beating the Texans, and they were all at St. Elmo's having dinner. And Scott went over and talked to Peyton. And we, I didn't I stayed back where I was. I think we were with a few other people. I can't remember who else. Anyway, we go eat dinner, and as we're leaving, uh, Scott goes up to Peyton and says, hey, you know, we're going out here if you want to go. He goes, yeah, that sounds great. So we go to a place about two blocks away, this dive bar called the Slippery Noodle. So we're in the Slippery Noodle, and again, a real tiny dive bar in Indianapolis. And Peyton walks in, and by now his wife is there, and... They come and we hang out in the corner of this bar. And we probably stayed there, I don't know, over two hours. A couple of things that really stood out to me after hanging out with Peyton Manning on a Sunday night in Indianapolis is, like, not everybody was rushing over to him, asking for pictures and autographs. Number one, they gave him his space for the most part. But number two, he was, just like you see on TV, the most down-to-earth, No ego, uh, wasn't rude to anyone that did come over, was just an absolute pleasure and delight to talk to. And Peyton, myself, Scott, I I think Scott's wife may have been there. I don't remember that part. I do remember that Peyton's wife left before uh, we did due to, I believe, kids that she had to get home to. And it was just an absolutely, like, incredible night to be hanging out with Peyton Manning and I don't know if you also saw this Bill Belichick did an interview recently and said that in his entire career of coaching Peyton Manning was the best quarterback that he's ever had to prepare for as a defensive coach said number one number one on the list congratulations to Peyton congratulations to everyone else going in this weekend to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Something else I wanted to talk about. I'm sure you've seen the ratings for the Olympics were awful. And I've been reading a lot on this. And I was just curious how you feel because the Olympics to me were up against it before it even began because of the pandemic, the fact that they're having the Olympics in a city that's under a state of emergency that you're going to invite 200 countries in. And a lot of these countries are dealing with severe COVID issues. There were no fans. And then, like, how the hell do you even find the events you want to watch in the Olympics? They're on different networks. They're on different cable channels. They're streaming. I mean, you can go on and on. So first and foremost, it's hard to find the damn thing that you want to watch. Number two, you already know the results because of the, if you're on the East Coast, a 13-hour time difference. Even if you're on the West Coast, it's substantial enough where, again, you know the results, and, and the ratings were absolutely terrible. Now, 
what else factors in to our sports ratings? I've read that baseball actually is doing okay this summer compared to a year ago. We know that the NBA ratings have gone down steadily and that this year's recent finals way off from 2019. And I think I have shared with you, I have read quotes from others that think that the social and political messaging that is starting to take over our sports landscape is turning fans away. I don't just think this is happening. I know it is happening because I continue to run into fans, sports fans like myself, who, by the way, maybe, maybe watched 60 minutes or 90 minutes worth of coverage over the 16 days. I just got turned off by it. I really did. I just get turned off by it. It didn't appeal to me for a variety of reasons. And I'm just wondering where you're at. How much Olympic coverage did you watch? How much of the NBA playoffs did you watch? And are you turned off by the social and political messaging that is all over sports now, particularly the NBA and to a lesser degree, the National Football League, and a lesser degree, Major League Baseball, and a much lesser degree, the National Hockey League. I'm just curious how you feel about that. You can follow me on Twitter at Grant Napier Show. You can leave me a message on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. I'm just curious where you are on this. Me, I continue to run into fans that have told me they're either not watching or they're watching much, much less than they ever have before. I couldn't quite get in to the Olympics this summer. And I love the Olympics, and I normally am a junkie when it comes to watching the Olympics. I just love the competition. I love the stories that come out of it. I love learning about athletes that I had never heard of before. I mean, I just really dig that. I really, it gravitates me towards that event. But clearly, the Olympics are different. The amount of money now that goes into hosting the Olympic Games, the politics involved with the Olympics, the just everything associated with now has kind of soured my taste a little bit. But I would love to know how you feel. But I will say this, NBC, who paid an absolute ton of money for the Games, not only through this particular year, but well into the future, uh, they got to be very concerned. The next Olympic Games are in a couple of months in Beijing. And, you know, we talk about political messaging and everything else. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in Beijing when the Winter Games begin? What's that going to be like? Are are we even going to be able to have the Olympics? As bad as things were in Tokyo with COVID, If you look at where things are heading and where they are trending in this country and, oh, yeah, around the world, are we not going to see the Winter Games in Beijing maybe postponed by a year two or or, or a year two, by the way? Not a year or two, but a year two, a year also. Are we going to have it postponed? It could very well happen. Give me your thoughts on that. Again, you can hit me up at Twitter, at Grant Napier Show. I'd also love to know, how you feel about what happened at the Colorado game. Are you as outraged as I am? Are you as 
bothered and pissed off by the statement right after the game by the Rockies. I would love to know how you feel. Again, leave me a message on my YouTube channel. Leave me a message on my Twitter account at Grant Napier Show. And something else I wanted to get into before I get to my Crowd Ultra Q&A. I've learned a lot about podcasting over the last 10 months. I've learned about the algorithms. I've learned about things that are important to enhance your podcast. I'm very grateful to say that I'm just under 700,000 downloads since I started doing my podcast 10 months ago. I'm also learning a lot about how to market your podcast. That's why from time to time, I ask you if you listen via particularly Apple Podcasts to do me a favor and and rate the podcast. If you can give me five stars, obviously I would love that. Uh, leave a comment. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, you know, subscribing over on my YouTube channel means a lot to me. I hate asking for stuff. I really do. But then in just getting into this medium and learning so much, you know, you, you, you just got to go out and call it the way it is. I need your help. I need you to help me promote my podcast. And you can do it as simply as rating the podcast, subscribing on YouTube and things of that nature. So I, I did want to point that out because it really does mean a lot to me. Uh, something else I'm, I've been talking with an individual about a and, and, and I'm only going to give you a little hint here. There are a lot of new software mediums that are coming out that will enable me in the very near future, to do my podcast live and have you call in like I used to do when I hosted the radio show. So it wouldn't be just all calls, but like, for instance, when I do Crowd Ultra, I could have Crowd Ultra from those that want to just email me their questions, and then I can have a 10 or a 15-minute segment, 20-minute segment where I actually take live phone calls. So I want to get more interactive. I want to know how you feel about that. Is that something you would like? And, I, and again, I, feel free to leave me any type of uh, things that you want. Do you want more guests? Do you want less guests? Do you want shows like today where I give you my opinion on stuff that's going on uh, in the world of sports? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know how much I love communicating, how much I love the back and forth uh, and the feedback, man. That's what makes me tick. It's why I really love this medium. So thanks very much. And we now get to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. It's very simple. You just go to crowdultra.com, sign up. It takes about a minute, and maybe I'll answer your question right here on the podcast. Jay asks, is Vladi willing to be a guest on your podcast to discuss his tenure as the Kings GM? I'll ask him. I mean, the worst thing he can do is say no. Chase asks, what do you think about Brady's comments about team valuations? Well, You know, the valuations of the teams continue to go up every year, and he basically called out his union, meaning the players, you know, as being dumb, that they need to do better to get more of the piece of the pie. So, you know, I I don't have a problem with that. David wants to know, is there a home field advantage in the Olympics? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think so at all. I've never thought that there's really home field advantage in the Olympics. Now, the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team may may disagree that that's a little different that's in an enclosed arena that that's a little bit different but for the most part and again not not this summer because there were no fans in attendance but for the most part uh i would say no duncan asked hey grant what's your take on the nba investigating the lonzo ball 
in Kyle Lowry signing trades. Well, we saw it last year with Milwaukee, and uh, I would say this. The NBA has come out, and they have said they're going to crack down on this. So if they're going to come out and say that, and then they feel there's tampering, they have to investigate. So my take on it is I'm not surprised at all. Be interesting to see uh, what happens. Brian wants to know, is there anything you wanted to say publicly about Vivek and the King's ownership? Yes, there is. Now is not the time. I have been approached about writing a book, and I may very well do that. And if I do, then that will be in the book. I can 100% promise you that. Doug wants to know, are the Spurs in full rebuilding mode? I don't know if they're in full rebuilding mode, but yes. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think... And I shouldn't say this because every time I say this, I'm wrong. I don't see them being a playoff team this year. I really don't. Of course, free agency and everything else is still going on, but I do not see it. All right. Ryan asked, do you believe Michael Thomas saying the Saints have tried to ruin his reputation? I'm going to go back and look more into that, Ryan, and talk about it on my next podcast because I am not aware of that. I am not aware of that. Uh, Bryce wants to know, can you explain how NFL team valuations increased? I was wondering the same thing, you know, based on the fact that the league lost so much money last year due to the pandemic. Obviously, TV has uh, uh, mostly, you know, has just about everything to do with the valuations. You know, that would be a great segment, Bryce, how team valuations are obtained. Like, how, how does that work? I need. I don't know the answer to that. I was thinking the exact same thing, though. That is a uh, fabulous question. Andrew wants to know, what was your overall opinion of the Olympics? You know, Andrew, I think I kind of hit on it earlier in my podcast. I didn't watch my – I was just not – I just wasn't into it. Michael says, where would you rank uh, Bobby Bowden all-time among NCAA football coaches? Right up there, right near uh, the very, very top as a coach uh, and as a man. Rich wants to know, have you heard the 76ers are trying to acquire Lillard? I've heard a lot of teams are trying to acquire Damian Lillard. I don't think that Portland would rather have Ben Simmons than Damian Lillard. Now, I know there would be more to it, but I, I just don't seem that. Aaron wants to know, is the, does the MLB game being played on the field of dreams interest you? No, it really doesn't. Does it interest you? Will you watch it? It's tonight, right? I believe. It's the Yankees and the White Sox, correct? And I'm a Yankee fan. I don't even know. It does, so I guess I, I just answered that question. Jerry asked, do you expect Kawhi to resign with the Clippers? Obviously, you put this question in before we now know the answer. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm really not surprised. All right. Lucas asks, do you have any idea how serious Ray Fossey's cancer is. I don't, but what I do know and what I do want to say is I've always found Ray Fossey to be classy. He's always treated me well. He's always come on when I asked him to do an interview. I've always respected the hell out of Ray Fossey. I thought he did a tremendous job on the A's telecast. Uh... I'm stuttering here because I want to make sure I can say this properly. Don't 
please don't take Ray from us. I just love the man. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ray Fossey, and so I hope not. I'll just leave it at that. I'll just say I hope not. It's time for Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and Home Theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. I say this every year, and I'm going to say it again. The Summer League is going on in Las Vegas, and it's become a real big deal for the NBA with TV and so many fans that make their vacations now, and they plan it around Vegas. The games are sold out at the Thomas and Mack Center and next door at the smaller venue as well. And you know what? The games are as boring as they can be. And other than one and maybe two players on every roster, it is a complete freaking waste of time. Here's something else that I know about the NBA Summer League. If you are going to be a good NBA player, you better look good in Summer League. Now, are there a few exceptions? Yes, but for the most part, if you are going to be in the NBA and you're going to be productive, you better be good in Las Vegas because you're playing, for the most part, against non-NBA competition. I will never forget the year that the Kings selected Thomas Robinson with the fourth overall pick in the draft, and Bobby Jackson was coaching the Summer League. And I'll never forget when I get to Las Vegas and Bobby tells me that Thomas Robinson can't play. And I'm like, what do you mean he can't play? He goes, can't play. I'm like, what are you talking about? You haven't even had a game yet. He goes, bro, I'm telling you, he can't play. Well, Bobby was right. Bobby, by the way, coaching the Sacramento Kings Summer League team. So the point is, if you are a good player, you better damn well stand out in Vegas, all right? And if you're a good player, or excuse me, if we think you're a good player, like we thought Thomas Robinson was a good player, or you can run down the list of other high draft picks, that you think are going to be really good in the NBA that turn out not to be, you better damn well shine in Vegas. Because if not, that is a major, major red flag. I've also said this, and I know it's never going to happen. I'm talking about, you know, practicality. I'm talking about what's realistic. I'm talking about what would be better. NBA teams would be much better staying in their respective cities, having a 7- to 10-day mini camp with their own players, in their own gym, as opposed to going to Vegas. But I get it. The almighty dollar. And, you know, the NBA's done a hell of a job in Vegas. i got to give them a lot of credit. They've turned that into a big-time event, and good for them. You know, the NBA has always been marketing geniuses, or for the most part, marketing geniuses. David Stern had so much to do with that. But, really, it's a waste of 10 days. Uh, you get one player maybe on each team that really benefits from Summer League. But, hey, if you like it, what the hell else are you going to do? It's summertime, right? Enjoy it. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. I want to thank you very much. And, again, if you are listening via Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to me if you rate the podcast. Don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. And if you have not yet subscribed, just hit the subscribe button. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed what I had to say today. Uh, really incredible the stories that continue to surface uh, in this country. And the one on Sunday from Coors Field, boy, that was bad. Just absolutely bad, that non-story and how it turned out. Have a fabulous day. And as always, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That, 
with Grant Napier. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.